sorry about that, guys. Um, I appreciate you all uh, for waiting. I know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one's on me. I was way too slow at fixing some of these problems, but we have um, the wonderful Aaron and Kingsley from Float. How are you guys doing today? Great. Hey, we're doing well. Is Thank she you. just wonderful? Am I wonderful too? Because Aaron and Kingsley are. Okay. I'm, oh, well, I'm... I could have done it the other <laughs> way, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I just wanted to geek out for a little bit and say that uh, I've been doing a lot of, you know, especially with the current stuff, I like to try to keep on top of all these things. And I've been on float for a few months now, but I, I never really fully like adopted it um, just because, you know, I was still stuck in the mentality of like, oh, well, I have friends and connections and, and history and stuff like that. Um, but I just want to say the more I look into the platform, the cooler it is. And I would love to hear what you guys, you know, have to say for. Yeah. Uh, You're also a big fan of Mark Zuckerberg. I heard. <laughs> oh, and Jack yeah. and huge fan. And Stennis A. What a, yeah. I, what a I can't even begin to tell you guys. Uh, it is. Uh, I'm huge fans of them. Absolute. absolute <laughs> yeah. They're my heroes. <laughs> yeah, same here the float office you know we, we just actually have, have a, just a photo of Jack Dorsey yeah, it's like yeah, on our pay, wall pay homage to it every morning <laughs> yeah exactly uh so all right so there's going to be some people listening to this podcast who despite me plugging it still have no idea what float is so um why don't you guys give me just the the quick down and dirty on what is float why does it exist and what made you make it how about that yeah. So Float is a uh, free speech social network. I mean, it, you know, in, in reality, like I, it seems so polarized and like controversial right now to say that, unfortunately. But, you know, just even like, you know, four or five years ago, um, you know, free speech, it, it wasn't really that much of an argument. I think everybody pretty much agreed that free speech was important. And a good thing. To, yeah, to <laughs> like a free society. And um, But now, now if you say free speech anywhere, especially on Facebook, right? Like, they're just like, you house domestic terrorists. Yeah, you're. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Free speech. Oh, yeah. So you're for Nazis. Like, uh, yeah, okay. We're sure. actually planning to go camping in the woods, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, so we, we um, you know, in, in the reason why, and also, you know, there's, there's the element of free speech, which I, I think is very important right now to talk about. But also, <laughs> you know, we started out, I have a background as a crypto entrepreneur since 2013. I started some companies doing products and services since then. Um, had some successes. So I wanted to take my, you know, my knowledge of tech at the time, we were actually developing a uh, cryptocurrency wallet that was geared towards privacy coins and tokens. But uh, Aaron, actually, she started developing some relationships through our connections, um, you know, at Anarchapoco and, and the Ron Paul crew. And just with, online. Yeah, just <laughs> online with, with that community um, with, with some content creators. And so, you know, these were content creators that were, you know, they worked like six to nine years and, They've been building up a community there on YouTube and, and also Facebook and even Twitter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they like 50,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, you know, and just they, they threw their 000, whole life yeah. into building their channel. Um, and, and finally, they were starting to make like uh, income, you know, especially on YouTube, uh, you know, seven, ten thousand dollars a month. And, you know, just this as a, you know, I think a lot of us even found out or, you know, I, I come from with learning about libertarianism and anarchism and all this stuff you know, that my seed was from Ron Paul and it was actually from a Facebook post. So then that's really where I saw, you know, how the importance of social media was when it came to the mainstream uh, media on, you know, on TV and then how, Hey, this is kind of interesting. Like we have social media, we can communicate with each other. We can broadcast our own message and just seeing like what, how, how they treated Ron Paul on mainstream media where he would say one thing and then like, they would you know, totally spin it. Yeah. They would spin it and say that he was just like some kooky guy and blah, blah, blah. And he was just talking about like peace and, you know, getting our, bring our troops home and ending the drug war and all this stuff. And then like, you know, Fox news and see all, even CNN, all the liberal MSNBC. Oh, what a crazy old kook. Yeah. So, ending war. <laughs> but, but we had this thing called, you know, Facebook and, and well, yeah, Twitter, 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 Twitter's never really done me any good, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, Facebook, there's that, you know, I developed a pretty good audience and community there. And, uh, and got myself involved with some people there. So they, uh, you know, yeah, that was, that was the place where we were actually able to exchange ideas and like, you know, offer a different narrative to, to what was going on in the world. So anyway, so yeah, so fast forward and then, you know, she starts developing these relationships. They start getting deplatformed, demonetized. I start realizing even just with my own like search results from Google and also on YouTube, you know, just being a researcher myself and curious person. And I, I like to do, you know, look into things and not just take who, who, who's ever word for it. 
um, I just started noticing like the, the search results and, you know, YouTube, uh, especially, uh, they were just, they were, something was off. You, you know, sometimes if you use something for so long and then all of a sudden like you, it changes, yeah, it just starts changing. You start to yeah. notice it. You're like, wait a second, this thing that I used to look for now, I can't, I can't, I see no search results or it just, it just shows like a, a full, you know, hundred pages of, of, uh, debunking, like all debunking. And then you watch, <laughs> watch the debunking videos and they make absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, this was like very worrying, you know, for us, uh, you know, we're just normal people and we, <laughs> we think that you we know, appreciate the free flow of information. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, like the majority <laughs> amount of people, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't trust the, you know, the authority figures to, you know, give us the, the right results. Cause they, they don't, whether, whatever industry it is, you know, right. whether it's banking, whether it's, uh, health, whether it's education, like all, you know, all the institutions are basically ass backwards now. Right. So, um, so when, you know, we would, we would watch a press for truth video on YouTube and then next up in the, in the queue is a video from CNN or Fox news or MSNBC. Uh, you know, we just sat there and we're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't follow any of those channels. I only follow independent journalists. And then even more worrisome is that these YouTube content creators, they were having to change the words that they say in their videos, how Orwellian just to cover current events that everyone was talking about and that mainstream media was allowed to talk about openly. It doesn't matter whether it's police brutality, uh, you know, wars, vitamin C, uh, yeah, vitamin C, uh, (laughs) you know, Trump. Um, and that, that, you know, and that's still going on today. It's getting even worse, obviously. And like, you know, people are like creating like little, like code words, like, like C O V dot, one D it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, Oh, we can't talk about the emperor because you know, the emperor is going to kill us if we do. So, um, so, you know, uh, so float, you know, we, I also in 2018, I, I tried moving off all these uh, big tech platforms and, and, uh, you know, looking into alternatives and it was just really hard. I noticed, you know, the, the tech wasn't really there. Um, it's still not really there for most people, but you know, it's getting better and better, you know, including float. So, uh, but it takes time. It takes time to catch up. I mean, these are companies that are, you know, Facebook, $700 billion market cap. You know, even Pinterest is like $30 billion. Yeah. All these companies have been around for so long and have been just building up their... Uh, and just have a, a monopoly on social media. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been fun. It's been really challenging. Uh, I don't think... I mean, we knew that social media would be a difficult... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A, dif- a difficult route to take and get into. Yeah, I mean, at the time when we first started, uh, this, uh, you know, our, our first investor, Adam Draper, he said he's like, oh yeah, and uh, he was just telling, you know, going through like some <laughs> some uh, venture capitalist stats, and he's saying, yeah, right now is is the uh, there's there's basically the lowest amount of money is being funneled into social on the investment companies. side on social media companies. And he, and he, and he probably a good point. He goes, he goes, <laughs> well, that's actually a really bad indicator or that's actually, if you're a contrarian, that's actually a really good indicator. Um, so now I think we're starting to see that, you know, you know, uh, that what we're doing is, is I think on the right path, people, people, when we first launched too, they didn't really understand. They're like, Oh, we already have Facebook, we have YouTube. And, and it was super polarizing yeah. for us to like go and go to Silicon Valley and ask for money. Like it was very uncomfortable and we almost had to, we almost felt like we couldn't fully explain the issue um, because censorship hadn't hit Facebook as hard as it is now. Um, it wasn't as blatant. And so like, we felt like we had to hold back our messaging because people just thought that we were crazy, you know, crazy right wing conspiracy yeah theorists. like at the time all, any of them they only knew about like alex jones really being censored yeah. where we saw this you know this shift happening over uh you know just with our our people that we know they're good people um and um and you know hell you know alex jones he's he's got definitely got his faults but hell he's he's been also right about a bunch of the stuff too so um you know I, and i you know i'm not an alex jones fan especially not anymore but but hey you, get, you gotta admit you know um, so, so yeah, so, you know, then we said, okay, let's, 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 let's do this. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we're kind of, I'm kind of like a little bit, uh, what's the word, like a little bit of a dreamer and a little bit naive in that capacity too. Like I'm very positive, optimistic, but I also, I also believe like anybody can do anything, whether you just set your mind to it and, and, you know, and uh, you surround yourselves with the right team and people. Yeah. And, in you know, perseverance, I, I think, you know, defeats all. So, but it's, it's been super challenging, but we have <laughs> learned so much in the last two years. Uh, than I think any other business uh, before that. It's just been very rewarding, very challenging, very interesting. Um, 
you and know, that, and we, we love our community. Mm, I mean, yeah. And now, now is the right time too. Now everybody's talking about, you know, social media, they're talking about alternatives. Now, anybody from an Alex Jones fan to an anarchist, to a libertarian, to a Trump conservative, they're all looking for, you know, uh, options, solutions, uh, you know, from big tech. And so, you know, here we are. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a really great, uh, 2021 for us. Um, we went from a team of three people to now over 13. Um, we're growing basically like every week and we're seeing, uh, you know, we just have, we're really excited about our roadmap, uh, for this year and beyond. And there's, there's so many exciting things to do. And we've also been waiting for, you know, this crypto bull run. I thought it was actually going to happen at the end of uh, 2019. Turns out I was about a, a year early <laughs> in my predictions, but, uh, but it's finally here. And I think this is also where we shine as showing, you know, the big thing about float, not only just free speech, but connecting people and these social identities, these online social identities peer to peer with, uh, with payment channels, which the best, you know, crypto is, is the future we believe. So, um, so if we can, you know, support free speech and do the right thing and, uh, build community, build, build community and build these, these basically these gateways of payment channels. So when I'm sending you a chat or a super chat, I sent you on, on float, yeah. um, you know, if YouTube's not getting, not getting 30%, you know, um, they take 45% of the ad revenue, Pinterest or not Pinterest, uh, uh, Patreon takes up to 12%, Facebook takes up to 30%, you know, only fans. Yeah. Like yeah. all these, all these existing platforms, you know, they take a, a big cut of your revenue and on float, you get to keep it all. Yeah. So we, you know, so that and think, it goes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we think that, um, you know, over time we have the story, especially when it comes to content creators to tell them, Hey, you can earn hundred percent of the revenue you generate on float and we're not big tech and we, you can, you know, say whatever the, can I, can I curse on your channel? Oh yeah, no, you're fine. So. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and, um, and you know, you're, you know, yeah, it's just, so anyway, so yeah, that was a long winded answer. But <laughs> no, no, it's great. I love hearing right, We got to cut. We got to cut. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, again, it's great. I, I love hearing all of it from beginning to end, all great stuff. Uh, and I agree with so much of it. Uh, one thing I kind of wanted to focus on that I think some people you know, may not quite either get or, or could be a good selling point for some people is uh, if you had to put it in your own words, what would you say really distinguishes float from some of these, maybe some of these other platforms that are kind of doing a similar thing, maybe like mines or, or something to that effect, you know, what, what gives you guys uh, the comp the competitive edge here? Yeah. Uh, I think with mines, uh, I, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I tried to have a conversation with, uh, with Bill Ottman, uh, like probably about, about a year now. Um, and some of our good friends are, you know, they, they talk with them more, they're, they're content creators that are, they're more popular. So I would say, you know, I'd say we're kind of similar to minds. We're just going out a different way. when it comes to design, I always felt that minds was a little bit confusing, especially, especially towards a more, more normal person. And we're going through a redesign right now too. But, um, that was, that was one of the issues. Like, you know, when I, when I tried these other decentralized platforms, mines was the first one that we went to. Yeah. They were just, they were just like, I always, I always thought that any, any, uh, especially any platform that, that involved crypto, they were always like built by engineers for engineers and not for the normal person. So we're, uh, you know, I'd say we're like crypto agnostic. I know they're, they've added more, you know, cryptocurrencies and payment options too. Um, I, I would say, you know, we are, we are, in the beginning stages of launching our own platform token, which I, I really believe that our, our token is going to make a lot more sense to people versus their token, um, which is a little bit uh, convoluted and confusing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I really do appreciate what they're, what they're doing. They've been around for, I think what, 2015 so or 16. Yeah. Um, they raised quite a bit of money. And, and also, you know, I just know like I launched float or we launched float with basically like a hundred thousand dollars in like three months. Um, we still, you know, we, we were still running through our issues. We have a new, a new dev team. That's like basically fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're fixing everything like really quick. You might not see it behind the scene or, you know, it's all happening behind the scenes, but we have so many features that we're going to be launching this year. And we're really going for like that full Facebook, uh, feature set, uh, when it comes to, you know, even adding stories, uh, you'll be able to, uh, take videos and pictures and live stream directly from float. Another big difference. Uh, yeah. Thing that, that differentiates us is the interoperability uh, for instance, you can hook your your Twitter account up to your Float account, and you can post from Float to Twitter. You can download your Facebook data, your post uh, videos and pictures from all these years. Yeah. And we're planning on becoming a library app. Uh, so yeah. when you upload content onto Float, it'll also auto post to Library and yeah. Odyssey. So we want we want Float to be really less like a really great communication broadcast tool 
uh, for people to use, you know, that also has payments integrated. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't want competition. I mean, we really don't yeah. like, we want to be able to, we want you to be able to sign into Flow using like your mind's username and password. Like, you know, like we really just want to be super easy to use. Easy to use. Yeah. And, and we want to be, we want to help people share their content everywhere. Um, so the, the interoperability factors is something that really sets us apart. Another thing that really sets us apart, I think is, I think we may be the only social network that gives our users a voice. Uh, we're still building our platform, you know, really honing in. We're very young. We're still the baby on the block. Um, I think King and I are very approachable. Um, I don't really know any other social platform where the founders are so accessible and, um, you know, like the platform actually listens to what the users want. So, you know, for instance, if you want a dark mode, we're going to build a dark mode. I know people, we are going to build a dark mode. There goes the joke. A little while. <laughs> but, you know, like if, if you have a user or a feature that you really want to see on flow, like we, we listen to you. We have created a telegram channel. You know, we genuinely, scroll the feed every single night and we try to welcome every user that we see that's new to the platform we reach out we you know i i really think that that is a huge thing that separates us i think that building the feature set that our users want is it just makes sense and and uh and yeah and just again like just you know studying trends that's like one thing that i think i'm you know kind of good at and just like with cryptocurrency got in 2013 and now with the social media thing um, I got into esports early as well. So by understanding that, you know, if we can, I, I think what's going to happen now that, you know, kind of these Goliaths are, are basically, you know, shooting themselves in the foot every single day and people are kind of, you know, trying to figure out solutions and, and moving to other platforms. I do think we're at this kind of paradigm shift where, uh, and the trend has been like people downloading more and more social apps anyway over the years too. So I think we're going to see like these, just these different, you know, segments of societies or communities grow on these different, different platforms. And so we just want our, our community to be able to, you know, connect and engage with other communities too. So again, the interoperability is a really big part of, uh, of where we're going in the future. And I think that's just so important, you know, just because, because that's, that's, that's what's happening with social media right now. When you break down the lines of communication, then, you know, people, they, they're, they're only your next response. If you can't communicate with someone is, is to act, you know, physically. And typically that ends up in like violence. So I think keeping, yeah. you know, it's like, it's just like what, you know, Ron Paul said, or, you know, any, any decent politician or, or political theorist talks about is when you, when you shut down or even, you know, economic warfare with, with trade, if you shut that down, then that's only going to lead, lead to lead to poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all just about like, you know, creating efficient networks basically. And that's, that's what we want. No, yeah, that's great. Um, I wanted to say one thing real quick. Thank you, Studio Eight Four Two Four, for the super chat there. Much appreciated. Um, but I- I'm so glad you guys went in the direction that you did because I've been calling it the Float Ecosystem since I, I for a long time didn't realize how, you know, well, how much of an ecosystem you guys were developing. I don't know a better way to phrase it, but um, I think that's something that a lot of people miss in some of these alternative platforms. Is you know they get the the posting and the sharing and the, you know, the resharing and all that stuff down and maybe some integration with some other things, but really, you know, the marketplace, the streaming, the video hosting, the groups, I mean, all these things are, whether we like it or not, a part of being an efficient, effective, modern social media. And I love the fact that you guys are taking that head on. I think, I mean, it's a super huge undertaking and I completely understand that, but, uh, I think it's I think it's awesome, and it just means the platform is con- going to continue to grow and get new features as as you pick up users, and it'll be this endless spiral of it developing and getting better, and uh, very exciting, very exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's like really cool things. I mean, there's a there's a lot that I see done with decentralized tech that or that can be that can be done, and that's not being done. So you know, we're even in talks of you know this is like five five year roadmap. You know, maybe maybe potentially sooner. But there's ways where you can easily do now with, again, like with crypto, you know, it's just, there's like so many ways to do, like basically eliminate the, the middleman. And, uh, and I think, you know, something that we want to add on top of marketplace and we're actually, we just got like a great, uh, uh, merchants 
uh, one of our first big merchants that has over, it's going to have over a hundred locations this year. That's going to be integrating our, uh, our point of sale system. That's going to be directly integrated into float. Um, so you actually be able to use, uh, you know, float your float wallet, float token and, and other cryptocurrencies in their, in their stores and online. Yeah. In their stores. And that's, they're just the first ones that we're signing up. Um, so, you know, there's, we're all about also just realizing that, you know, how important ending the Fed is. So how do we get adoption of cryptocurrency? And that's always been like, I'm always thinking, you know, how do we get more adoption, more adoption? <laughs> yeah. uh, we also, we also run, we founded the, the Las Vegas Bitcoin meetup in 2014. Um, so, you know, like we're, we're just, we're focused on, yeah, the, the social network side, cause this is, you know, connecting us together, but then how, how can we, how can we benefit from creating these communities and what features can these communities use to, you know, really be connected to each other? And yeah, so the marketplace, uh, you know, being able to use float in the real world with a point of sale system, um, the idea of, you know, things that we can do with decentralized tech to create even like peer to peer ride sharing and delivery services that's connected to the marketplace. There's all these like cool things that we can do that I haven't seen, seen really been utilized yet. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have some we have an awesome roadmap, you know, I think. Yeah. It, you know, we're also looking at um, doing like our own decentralized, uh, decentralized exchange um, down the line. Um, what else can we, can we tease? Yeah, those, those are the main things, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we're looking to integrate like our own decks into float market. That's going to be more of a consumer focused decks versus trading focus. So you can think of like buying crypto with like almost like a Amazon, uh, shopping type experience, but, uh, yeah, really cool things. And yeah, this, this year is going to be great. We're really excited. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, great stuff all around. Uh, this is, this would have been where I put my dark mode joke in if you guys didn't <laughs> steal that one from me. Um, but, it's coming, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. It's, it's, it's so coming. funny because it's like, seriously, every AMA we do, like, that's always the first question. Uh, <laughs> dark mode and edit post. And, you know, like, we wanted to launch with it right away. Um, however, like, our dev team at the time just told us, it's not possible right now. Like there was just too much to do. Keep in mind, we were like, we had two devs. I would even say one and a half. Uh, we had like one and a half devs <laughs> for, for almost a year. And so that was really difficult to kind of just like stay on top of things and build new features um, effectively. And so now that we actually are now a team of over 13 people, uh, you'll start to see some more features and feature sets really be released uh, much, much faster. Um, you know, like Kingsley mentioned, we are planning on releasing a uh, site-wide redesign. So everything is just going to be a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more sleek, a little bit more modern, um, better organization on on the things that you need organization for, you know, for curating your feed. Um, you know, and so in that I know our, our designer is really looking at ways to implement dark mode because every time <laughs> someone asks me now, I just tag him. <laughs> I'm, he's probably just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'll build it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm very aware. You know, I think a lot of people may hear like, oh, well, you added all these people. Then why isn't it happening tomorrow? Um, you know, it takes time to get people up to speed with the code base and, and what the yeah. vision is. So uh I definitely, but it is good that you guys are getting more people uh, always helps, especially if they're good, productive workers. So, uh, yeah, our mass, we have a team of Macedonian devs. And if you're looking for good devs who are hard workers and who just get shit done, Macedonian devs are. No, don't, don't tell anybody that because then they're going to steal from our. Oh, right. They're the worst. worst. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we, we We have a great team now. So yeah. Um, yeah, we, I mean, just even a couple months ago, it was basically, we had like, two devs mm-hmm. and now we have uh, i think like eight yeah so, yeah but, but you're right i mean it, it does take time you know just for anybody who's who's in tech um it takes time for them to to get up to speed we're, we're basically there so we're only actually probably about like a week away from fixing all the things that need to be fixed and and starting to really get into place where we can just launch features because i yeah again like we're all like i'm all about like efficiency so i just want i just want to be able to say you know or discuss with the team hey this is the direction i think we should go and then once we're in agreement we just you know Move, move along. And we're in the business of hiring, um, you know, like hiring voluntarists. Um, you know, like we really care about our freedom community. We know that this year or last year has been very hard on a lot of people. Lots of people lost jobs. And so um, we're not quite hiring uh, just yet. Like we're hiring devs. Um, but if you want to send your resume in to, you know, to float for a position that you really are interested in, please send in your resumes and then we can have them on file. But, you know, we're in the business of really 
bringing on freedom loving people. That's who we want to surround ourselves with. That's the kind of team that we want yeah. to build. So. And our, yeah. And our team isn't made up of all volunteers yet, but they'll come around to it. But at least, at the very least, I'm very they, open to the idea of, yeah, of freedom. But at the know? very least, they, 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 all of our team, every single one of them cares about free speech. And they agree with us on our mission and, and where we're going. So, yeah, everyone, is, I think everyone on our team is very passionate too, um, which is amazing. Yeah, 100%. Um, super glad to hear it. So, uh, I feel like you've only said like three things. In this, whole yeah. <laughs> this is an interview for you guys. I wanted to get you guys on here to, to, to push your platform. That's the whole reason I wanted you guys. But, uh, so I will take a little bit more. Mike time at this point so liberty after dark is primarily a, an ethics and philosophy show so um i know my viewers would absolutely grill me if i didn't ask some important questions from them which i've seen you guys answer multiple times so we're not going to go super hard or anything but um what happens if xyz person posts something someone doesn't like and reports it are they going to get uh removed what are your rules, basically? What's your guidelines? Yeah, our rules are pretty simple. Um, and it, it really, it's basically, you know, basically we have to follow U.S. law. Um, you know, we don't, no one, no one on the team wants to go to prison over some the wrong cat meme or something like that. So, uh, but, but we have to realize that like U.S. law is actually very, you know, it's, there's, there's not much to it really. Um, it's, the, it's what's happening right now is, is based on just overarching, you know, big tech censorship that is above and beyond anything that we've ever seen before. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we have, we have a set of, of, of rules, you know, it's, it's pretty simple, uh, no spam, no doxing, no malware, no username squatting. Uh, if you are going to adult, uh, or post adult imagery, we just, and it shows like genitalia, we just ask that it's going to be a hashtag NSFW. Uh, we even support like free the nip or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, impersonation accounts. Like if you can have a parody account, but you just have to market as a parody account. And you um, must be uh, at least 13 yeah, to join so the platform. We might up that in the future, but right now we don't have very many kids. It's mostly, you know, mostly uh, young adults, but even, no, you know, we have, we have well, actually quite a, quite a, a range of, of, of users. Uh, mostly, you know, crypto people, uh, you know, usually like anarchists or volunteerists and, to, and conservatives. To, yeah, conservatives. Those are, that that's like when we first launched, it was like this whole thing. I like I I was trying to get the right messaging together because I I didn't want to you know only target one group of people. Now I realize that a lot of people on the left they just don't care about free speech. So there's no and they're not the people being censored. So, yeah, I mean they're not looking for a home. For yeah, you. they they they're cheering on all the censorship if anything. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna stick with big tech. Now all of a sudden they're like champions of big tech. It's like and big pharma. It's like okay, whatever, guys. That's that's not me. That's not us. And I I feel that we you know we represent we we uh you know align with a lot of people so even in the u.s i mean that's at least you know half the population in the world i'd say it's probably you know at least probably half or close to it so you know if, if that's if that's the the market that we're targeting so be it um because those are the those are those are the types of people that we align with and those are the types of people that we should be communicating with and doing business with and, yeah and uh but to answer your question if someone sees something that they don't like it's very simple guys just block them Block them. Use the block button. Uh, if it goes against U.S. law, that's when you can go ahead and report it. But I mean, if it's just something, or, or if it's rules, just or some, the or the rules. Yeah. But if it's just something that offends you, like don't bring it to King and I because that's not a King and I problem. That's a you and that person problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? So just take care of it. Just, yeah. Just hit the block button. It's like it takes two seconds. I be believe me, it's going to take a lot longer for you to get in touch with King and I, and us have to take care of the problem. Then it, it was just to click a simple. Button. Yeah, even you know we will probably have to build like a small moderation team, but nowhere near you know the the tens of thousands of the big tech does the, the army. Right, and, they just go above and beyond. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's just why. Yeah, so our I mean ours is just our rules are just you know pretty plainly simple. We're gonna have to expand on them this year, but they're still gonna be. I want to keep it as simple as possible. Get rid of the legalese. Uh, make it plain English. And yeah, if you go on any other platform big big tech or small tech you're gonna have like pages upon pages of like terms of yeah. service and and like that just it's confusing for everybody no one even looks through it so it's kind of just a waste of time at this point it's just like and they know that too here's yeah. what you can do here's what you can't do just follow the damn rules <laughs> yeah so one thing i wanted to touch on that i think um a lot of people care about because it has impacted so many people uh, a lot of states have online harassment policies i think 
I don't believe so, but I believe federally they were pushing a bill or I meant I don't believe it's in currently, but at one point they were pushing a bill to federally, you know, make online harassment a criminal offense and everything. Uh, so in the case of someone, say, you know, they post a meme or that they think is targeting a group or them that is harassing them, uh, does the arbitration fall on just like the existing team that you guys have now as far as like, is that across the line? I mean, it really, it really depends what the, what the law is again. So, I mean, we consider, we're definitely more of a platform than a publisher than all these big tech, uh, you know, social platforms are or platforms. So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, in my opinion, I mean, it should, if, if, if the government's, you know, has an issue or writes the law, I mean, I feel like as far as being a platform, typically we are, we are shielded by that liability. So, um, we don't, we, you know, I feel like we shouldn't even have to take that down to be honest. And I feel like that serves as evidence. If there is something, you know, terrible happening or whatever, I feel like, like if we delete it, then, you know, how, do, how does that help any prosecution towards uh, someone that maybe did act violently against someone, right. you know? And again, when you silence a voice, that voice is only going to get louder elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. That's a the perfect answer, actually. So very good on that one. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. come on, like, let's just use our common sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think, but a lot of people do, you know, these are things yeah. that they worry about. Um, for example, a good friend of mine was banned for posting a meme that was, uh, that was Facebook deemed was like marginalizing trans people. And it was like a meme with like different animals or whatever. I, I don't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head, but that was it. Like it, it was like a, okay, you posted this meme. You don't get to make fun of these people. You're done because harassment laws or whatever they said. And, uh, right. yeah. So. But it's I think all, like, we're not the government. I yeah. mean, <laughs> if the government has a problem with it, then, you know, if they come knocking at the door, you know, we have to. None like, of us, we don't want to go to prison. And, yeah, you know, like, 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 you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll, you know. We're not going to throw our users under the bus. Exactly. Like, we're yeah. never going to yeah. ever do that. Like their user privacy and, and the experience and protecting, we'll, we'll, we'll go to bat for our users. Yeah. 100%. And, and we're looking, I mean, honestly, like I want to, like right now we do have encrypted, uh, you know, communication as, as private messages on flow 256 bit. So we're, we're expanding that, you know, that capability basically, you know, the next time that people talk about privacy, you know, chat apps, I want them to talk yeah. about float, not signal, but I've been, I've been a big proponent or, or advocate of, of, uh, signal for, uh, for years, way before Elon Musk tweeted about it. Um, that guy, I think he just copies whatever I say, honestly, <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're even looking at, you know, I, I would actually like to make uh, even private accounts encrypted completely. So, you know, I, I think things like that and, you know, this, this different, you know, technology is a tool it can be used for good or evil. So let's use it for good and let's use it to protect privacy, uh, protect free speech. And, uh, and you know, like, again, pr uh, create these these peer-to-peer -peer payment channels through cryptocurrency. A hundred percent. Smart cryptography hurts no one, but those trying to use your data maliciously. So right. I think it's a very awesome idea that to, to hear that you guys are looking at expanding that. Uh, really, I think uh, pretty much everything you guys said, you know, I could come up with a million different uh, hypotheticals. You know, we do it all the time with all different sorts of things. But I really think what you guys hit on in the first part, those, those two questions really kind of covers all of it. If it's illegal, you know, you guys are under... A threat of violence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the monopoly of violence is, is threatening you. Then, you know, there's, there's, there's only so much you can do at that point. Right. Reasonably. Yeah. And uh, I think it's com completely fair and ethical. So I have no issues with that. Um, and I hope other people hear this and, and think the same way. Uh, I'm sure there will be someone out there who says, what do you mean? I can't post literally whatever I want. You know, and, and it's funny because all those people, they always say it like they'll say it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, but you're this and that. And I'm like, you're, you're talking on we're talking on Facebook <laughs> right now. At the very least, we're one we're one, you know, maybe not with all like the feature sets right now, you know, but but at the very least, we're better than as a company and as as people than, than yeah. Facebook. So at least, you know, and those same people like they'll sit there and say like, oh, you're just a right wing website like Gab. You're harboring, like I mentioned, like domestic terrorism well, on your yeah. platform. It's like, do you you're saying this on Facebook? Like, do you realize that there are like tons of pedophiles and like like there are way crazier people on Facebook and Twitter than 
on Gab or like yeah. on, on alternative social platforms. It's just like those people who will just, uh, you know, blame Bitcoin for like nefarious use. It's like yeah, yeah. the US dollar is used way more for nefarious yeah. reasons. It's like, oh yeah, also Nazis, they, they you know, breathe air and they also drink water. So should we yeah. stop that as well? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. where are these freaking Nazis? I don't know where they're at. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get into a whole thing. Yeah, uh, seriously. Um, I guess I, I kind of thought of something else while we were talking. Um, I wanted to ask, I, I, I was looking at the rules earlier and I, I could have missed it, but, um, do you guys, so say someone was to violate the terms in, you know, let's say they forgot to put their NSFW tag. Is the process something like removing the posts since they can't edit it at the moment and reposting it or do they get a strike system or? Uh, so I, I, we can actually, we have like some super admin, you know, uh, options. So we can actually add an NSFW tab, uh, two things, but typically like we, we reach out to our users first ask you know, as just let them know, like, Hey, hey we noticed yeah. that you have an NSFW post, yeah. but you don't have the NSFW tag. If you can please just be a little bit more aware, this is the rule, please, you know, blah, blah, blah. yeah. So give them the option to, I mean, we can market ourselves or give them the option to repost it uh, in the future. They'll be able to edit it with the NSFW tag. Typically, um, typically in the, in the past, like everyone's been very nice and cordial, like and very yeah. receptive. You do get the people who are like, fuck you, I'll dox you. Um, <laughs> but it's very rare. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so far, like honestly, like I'm jinxing us, but, but I, our community has been, you know, really, really great and receptive so far. So, you know, I know that's going to change. There's, there's always the troll army. And we know that, you know, the law enforcement and, uh, you know, military intelligence has their own troll armies, like literally armies that, that are uh, uh, doing crazy things, nefarious things on, on all social platforms. So we're, you know, I, I even thought of like maybe creating a clause where you can't be law enforcement or military intelligence <laughs> by joining court. And maybe maybe we can like sue them in their own courts if they, if they violate our terms of service. I don't know. Just a thought. I don't know. Throwing it out there. So, um, cause it's a serious thing. I mean, it, it is, it is, it's, it's a very big threat. I mean, when it comes to discourse on online, I mean, it's crazy what the government is funding and not just our government, all, all the governments of the world, at least, at least the powerful ones. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, I'm more worried about that than anything else. Cause I think, you know, they, they have all the money and all the resources mm-hmm. to really, uh, do some, you know, damage just when it comes to, you know, communicating with each other. But um, but yeah, and then typically like, you know, we'll give people basically like, you know, kind of three strikes you're out type of thing. Um, but we'll, you know, we're, we're, we're still, again, our community. Fine tuning that, yeah, that our, uh, review process. Yeah. Our community has been, you know, pretty great so far. We really haven't run into uh, too many issues yet, but you know, like that I is said, something we do need to address in 2021. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's good. Um, yeah. As a former, uh, war slave, as I like to call it, I definitely understand the, uh, the perils of, uh, an unbridled military intelligence sector. So the what, state is. What, what branch were you in? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was in the, uh, I was in the Air Force. Uh, I worked mm-hmm. on A10s as a mechanic. So Kingsley was actually Navy. Oh, cool. There yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's just, it's actually crazy. I mean, when you really look into it, uh, the Army intelligence, like ones that are, uh, the, the teams that are strictly, focused on on basically uh psyops uh every every single class there's more and more people graduating so and then they are hiring uh they're actually recruiting specifically for that because they realize that you know just like Alex Jones said it's an info war um you know and uh and they they obviously have their own agenda when it comes to this info war so but yeah i mean that's those are the things that you know that keeps me up at night <laughs> yeah uh and i guess you know kind of moving in that in that same direction uh, what is what are y'all's plans? Um, you know, we've kind of already addressed this a little bit, but what are y'all's plans if you know they're looking at legislation for banning, you know, private encrypted messaging stuff like that? Um, you know, again, at that point we're under duress, but uh, it's a plan of action just to kind of work within the limits as as much as possible. I mean, if that's the case, then the plan is to like move our servers. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. At that point, we'd have to figure out a different country. We'd still keep our our uh, our platform up and open. We would allow probably U.S. you know citizens to obviously join, but we would have you know we'd have to make drastic changes at that point. And if it got if it gets you know really worse, which you know it it really can worldwide. I mean, this is where we're at right now. It's it's pretty crazy what we experienced last year. Um, and even this year, then, then we'd have to, you know, we definitely have to go and, and the idea is to be interoperable and kind of become unstoppable anyway in, in the future as we, as we keep building, but we would have to definitely, you know, probably shift gears. The, the, the issue with like blockchain and all this kind of decentralized technology right now is that 
it's it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. It's extremely it, limiting. Yeah, and which I think is why you know, library created Odyssey. You know, to build out features that they couldn't build out on you know the decentralized way that they yeah. were, that they were. And and uh, I mean, we don't need to keep a cat memes, uh, you know, cat pictures up on a blockchain stored on a server for the end of time. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. As much so, as I love our cat, I really yeah, don't yeah. want her immortalized on the yeah. blockchain. Well, maybe our cat. But, <laughs> um, but also, you, have, you know, typically you have to, you have to pay as, as a user, you have to pay to uh, get that that data stored on, on chain. So um, I think all these, like the, you know, it's just, that doesn't make much sense right now. People are used to, to free and cheap and uh, fast service and that's kind of the future. So we'll, you know, we'll see when we cross that bridge, but you know, we have the finger on the pulse and you know, if, if things again, like it's just, it's just really, it's, it's, it's a trust issue. Um, but that's why we, you know, we do podcasts like this and we, we talk openly about our, our, uh, our, uh, you know, thought process and our, our ideology, because we want people to do what we do want people to trust us and understand that, that we're, we're looking out for them. We're, we're, we're our goal is to provide value versus extracting value, which I feel is what, you know, big tech and so many other industries do nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're your friend, we're your friend, we're your neighbor, you know, like, and, and we're, like I said, we'll go to bat for our users all day, every day. Um, but we definitely have, our work cut out for us when building like a decentralization strategy. Um, that's what we've actually realized this past week with what happened with parlor. Um, you know, so that's, I think that has shifted our priorities a lot this month. Um, you know, some things are now going to go back on the back burner and the decentralization strategy is going to move up a couple of slots. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to hear. Uh, I think it's important that everybody has a plan. I, I say like everybody needs a plan for their own lives. Every business needs a plan for how they're going to continue operating because especially in the online businesses these days, you never know what's going to happen in the, over the next four years. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta stay prepared. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even, even in physical like retail outlets, it's getting crazy. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you probably heard like Deutsche Bank shutting down uh, yeah. Trump accounts. I'm not a Trump fan, but I mean, we're seeing this like bifurcation of like, uh, you know, businesses basically picking a side with the line drawn in the sand. And, you know, AIG dropped like some conservative, I think a couple of days ago or something. So I, it, it actually, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's worrying for us right now, but I actually, I prefer this because, just like with uh, uh, even the Civil Rights Act and all this, like where it 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 actually hit your 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 hiding racists from being openly racist. Like I want to know who the racists are. I want to know who who the bad people are, who the commies are. I want to know because I don't want to support their businesses. So I want to support good people doing good things. And so the more that you know, it's like I said, but it, it is it's kind of hard right now because we all have banks with a lot of these these uh, these big you know yeah companies. That uh, that have you know used regulations, have used government funding to really you know keep them afloat. And now you know if you have any bank account, really, I think all of them, especially with the current current political climate, and, and not just bank accounts. I mean, like internal things that we use on a daily basis have come yeah. out with the public stance of what happened to Parler, and they'll say things like. We support a free and open internet, but, but we support par uh, the choice to kill, you know, yeah. kill Parler from the internet and wash. It's just like it's so contradictory, and I, nobody holds them accountable, and no one, um, you know, no one questions that, and and they need to, like, they need to go back to these platforms and be like that. That literally makes no sense. Yeah. So we're we're looking at like all of our providers, and we're seeing there's if they. You We're know, looking at their public, stances. Yeah, publicly stated anything about the parlor situation, and we've we've already now we have the strategy to move off a couple of our providers because because yeah. we you know they're, they're you know when we are as successful as parlor and parlor was only successful because it was it was promoted by CIA Fox News. But besides that, uh, I I think it's a, probably a honeypot. But um, and they're know, they're funded by the Mercers. So yeah, so there's all you know yeah. whole thing with parlor. But um, but regardless, you know, it's just you know, again, it's that line in the sand that's being drawn now, and um, you know, I think it's probably better to pull off the bandaid now than. I will say though, you know, after what Amazon uh, Web Services did to Parler, you know, like we're pretty much we're done with Amazon. Uh, we use Amazon constantly. Too much. Yeah. I mean, like, not 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 for servers. But, oh yeah, 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 not for servers. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just in our daily lives, you know, like buying supplements, buying you know groceries. I use Amazon Prime now. Every day, <laughs> pretty Next much. Day delivery can't beat it. Uh, yeah, so you know, it's like now, now that I know what their stance is, I, you know, I, I just want, I want nothing to do with them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I and you know, kind of talking uh, you know, back to where we were earlier. Like you were talking about, uh, you know, people having these issues with banks. More people are getting into crypto. Yeah, having a point of sale system specifically developed with the usage of crypto in mind helps with crypto adoption. Helps get away from the banks. It's just the market reacting to the pressures put on by these people. When, like you said, exactly. when when the line is drawn, then okay, people get to pick which side they want to be on. And I think they underestimate how many people are not okay with where they drew the line. And once there are other options, really, they only have two things they can do, lose a crap ton of money or attempt to legislate it out of existence, which, well, then the whole thing will crumble around us. So we'll see. You You guys see the meme that basically like it's a Google search and it says, how long do civilizations last typically? And then and fifty years, oh. and it says, "How old is the United States of America?" And it says two hundred and fifty <laughs> years. Yeah, um, it's you know, I, I, I'm, I like you were saying earlier. Um, instead of hopeful, I like to use the word idealist, and I know a lot of people see that as a, an insult. But uh, you know, I really, I see the world um, through the truths that I know exist, and I, I hunt for them, and I search for them. And if there's one truth I've seen work over and over and over again. It's that the free market always, always provides what the people demand sooner or later, because that's where the money is. So um, I think you guys are in an awesome place. I think we've hit the majority of the notes that I wanted to, but um, why don't we go ahead and wrap up with uh, maybe just a little bit more onto what people can expect here in the future, maybe like a sneak peek at like the the roadmap and uh, maybe uh, any final words that you guys have? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So before we get that, like I would love to tell you a little bit more about what we're doing down in Texas. Um, So a huge part of flow is the community aspect. Um, Not only do I want to build a community online of just good freedom loving people who, you know, would go to bat for each other and help one another, but it's important for us to build that also on the ground, um, you know, and form those connections and cultivate those connections in real life. So uh, we are going to do our first annual Float Fest uh, this coming March, March 8th to the 11th. It's going to be hosted on um, like a ranch uh, of 110 acres, I believe, in the middle of uh, nowhere. Uh, It's 90 minutes away from Austin, Texas. It's in a a town called Gauss. And uh, or I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) If anybody else is going, you guys will have a chance to meet me because I'll be there. So uh, it'll be great. So we're so excited. So just a little bit about it. There will be an entry fee. Uh, We're thinking it'll probably be per vehicle rather than per person. Um, You know, just so we can get a head count of who's coming, um, you know, and kind of offset our costs for the rental of the property. Um, but once you're in there, you're free to vend. So if you have merch or, uh, you know, if you sell books or if you want to wash someone's dishes or you want to sell food or beverages or whatever, whatever you could possibly think of, um, that you would want to sell or vend or do, you can actually go ahead and do it at float fest. So, uh, you'll Uh, have no extra cost, no extra cost. So there you will keep 100% of the profit that you make. Um, it's just like I mentioned, it's just a huge field. So, you know, feel free to bring your RVs, feel free to bring your tents, uh, your trucks, wherever you want to sleep. Um, you there, know, there is uh, hotel accommodations like 15 to 20 minutes away. So not too far. Right. If, if you're you, not a big yeah. camping person, but I would recommend camping. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, and we're actually, a, a an official spot, uh, sorry, an official sponsored uh, Anarchapoco watch party. So if you can't make it down to Mexico for Anarchapoco, uh, we will be streaming the entire event. Uh, I think it's like 24 hours a day for like three or four days. Um, so that's going to be really fun. Uh, we'll have like a big float uh, crypto bar. Uh, so if you are, you know, and we'll accept fiat too, but crypto is encouraged. So, you know, we'll have a big bar tent where you guys can come and drink and have fun. Um, you know, it's just going to be a really, really fun event it, and it's going to be just very relaxed. Um, I didn't, I don't want to make it very conference-esque. I just want it to be, Hey, let's go into the woods and have fun conversations and roast vegan marshmallows together. You guys can bring regular marshmallows too, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're really excited about it. It's going to be so fun. Um, our website is not live yet, but it will be live hopefully in the next couple of days. And that'll just be floatfest.com. 
And uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it'll be, um, if anybody's been to Porkfest or uh, Jackalope uh, in Arizona, um, we were really inspired by those two events this past year. We went to both. We actually got married at, at Jackalope in, in uh, Northern Arizona. It's beautiful. So, and we went to this, we've, we've been to this, uh, this farmland, uh, before just, uh, for, for a crypto conference uh, a couple months ago before Thanksgiving. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful grounds. Um, very convenient, you know, especially from Austin and yeah, we hope to see, you know, all, most of our community there. Yeah. Cause, cause what, what other event are you going to go to? Who else is throwing events right now? No one's throwing events. Yeah, yeah, no one's yeah. got the ball. <laughs> Come not social distance with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you can wear a mask if you want. We're not going to be wearing a mask, but yeah. Um, I might give you a, a little bit of a side eye, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, just uh, it, it, it's just going to be really fun and, and really open to our community. So I know that, you know, you'll be there. Um, Mark Watson will be there. My mom is actually driving down from, um, you know, from where she lives and uh, she's coming. Her name is Mama Nakamoto. She's in the comments right now. Hi, mom. <laughs> um, you know, and so, so, you know, lots of, lots of friendly faces and, and friendly usernames just kind of meeting for the first time. And hopefully we can really just do some cool things on the ground. So that's March 8th to the 11th. And again, it's floatfest.com. The, le- the website will be live in probably the next like three or four days. Okay. And just to make sure people are aware, it's the night of the 8th through the day of the 11th, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, know, actually, it'll be day. the day, the full yeah. day of the 8th, okay. uh, 9th. 11. Yeah. So cool. feel free to come a little bit early. You know, you could help us set up. <laughs> that would be great. Um, you know, and if, uh, but definitely we'll probably be down there, I don't know, probably by the 6th or the 7th. So if you want to come a little bit early in those days and stay till like probably the 13th or 14th. Yeah. And we need volunteers, right? <laughs> yeah. We definitely need yeah. volunteers. If anybody wants to volunteer for free, uh, free passes or whatever, free food, free drinks. Let us know. know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get in touch with you guys about that after the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, a great. Also, yeah. Float Fest. Awesome. Be there or be square. Uh, I know a couple of people aren't going that I've talked to already for very legitimate reasons. Uh, but as many of you as I know watch this from Texas, uh, come over. Come on. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, especially you know, being, being in a bull run with crypto, we're just used to going to like conferences, like basically every week where you're just like, you just, it's like, Oh, another conference on oh, this. Oh, this yeah. I got to meet oh, this, this many more people. But so now like the, now, uh, now like that's not going on anywhere. We're dying. So, we, yeah. need, we need human connection. Yeah. So it's going to, you know, I think it's just a great opportunity to, uh, to, you know, create, yeah. yeah. Live but we that. know this is also a sensitive time for people. And if, you know, they don't feel comfortable coming out, then that's totally fine. Uh, we can continue to build our relationships online. Uh, but this is just a way that for those who are like us, who just kind of crave that human connection and and really getting to know our users and one another on another level, uh, this is the event for you. Great. I'm seeing lots of people too in the chat saying, you know, I'll be there or, you know, people just enjoying listening to the show. And oh, cool. uh, yeah, I wanted to say to you guys um, that uh, it was great. 100% great having you. Um, I have, you guys have an open door. If you guys want to come talk about anything, whether it's crypto float politics or which, well, I guess I should say philosophy and ethics, uh, whatever you guys, uh, great. Yeah. Great people. If you, for some reason, if you're still watching this and and you're not on float for whatever reason, I see a couple of you, I see it in the corner of my screen, come on over, make an account, (laughs) sign up. They're great people. Everybody here is awesome. And I mean, come on, you can still, there's so much, so much cool stuff coming that we've talked about in this show. I don't see any reason why you couldn't at least just come and make an account, sit on it, see where it goes, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we tell people. And right now, you know, we're still, uh, uh, you know, like the smaller guy on the block. So we still have some great usernames that are up for grabs. Um, no squatting though, but, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, if you, yeah. Just create an account. It takes two seconds. Join float.com. I mean, come on, yeah. people. What and friend on? us and get to know us. Because, yeah. you know, like like I said, King and I are very open people. We're open books. We're very transparent with our users and our community. Um, you know, like we've run the Las Vegas Bitcoin meetup for a number of years. We still do, unfortunately. It's been a while since our, our last meetup uh, due with like the lockdowns and all the crazy regulations. But um, yeah, I mean, just get to know us. Ask us questions. Um, interact with us on our, our pages. And uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm King on float and she's Aaron on float. So not too difficult to find. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> or you can go to the at float page and follow us and then you'll find uh, our entire team uh, and their float links on the bio too. So, you know, it's not just King and I, you can get to know, you can get to know Martin Moralek, who's our project manager, Chuck Williams, who's our CXO, Alex Martin, who's our COO, um, you know, Philip, who's our brand management, uh, Alexander, who is our, our designer. Um, you know, a lot of those people will be at FloatFest too. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a really good opportunity. Sweet. Um, well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to share to the people before we wrap up? No, thanks. Thanks for having us on. And I'm so glad. I know you and I have gone back like probably like three or four times and I'm so glad that we could finally just come on and do this. You're fantastic. You're a great interviewer. So we appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no. And I've been, I've, the funny part is, is I've, I've been meaning to, I need to apologize on air because I've probably made like two posts saying like, look, I'm working. We're going to get, we're going to get Aaron and Kingsley on here. I promise. And, uh, it either falls through because of my scheduling or, you know, I, I miss a message and I don't respond. And so <laughs> I am super glad that we've got this line of communication established though, so that we can, you know, maybe in the future, have you guys back on again and, and talk some more. So absolutely. Uh, awesome. yeah, a hundred percent. So again, um, make sure you guys check out the platform and if you guys enjoyed the show, make sure you go check out our float page, Liberty underscore after underscore dark. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to the live stream for whatever you caught, we have an entire catalog of episodes available on your favorite podcast distributor. And uh, you can also check us out on Library, Odyssey, YouTube, and uh, the He Who Shall Not Be Named book uh, also has a couple of videos up on there. So <laughs> that's all I've got for you guys. Take it easy. Thank you.